0: deserts Bear man. I breathe the mountain air,
2: man. I travel I've had my share,
0: man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800 387 8025 That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa.
3: I am indeed Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. the Savvy Traveler. If you've just tuned into this show for the first time, you're listening to America's radio favorite radio travel show, where we Take a look at travel from all kinds of perspectives. Let me say this, if you're a first-time listener, I'm a journalist, not a travel agent. I'm not here to sell you travel, but I would like to get you excited about traveling, whether it's a family trip in a car or a flight to a new destination, even if you just travel in your mind via books or other media. So on this show, we interview authors, travel professionals, citizens who up and change their lives drastically by taking to the road, journalists who cover travel issues. For example... Journalist Andy Pastor uh, joins me at about 18 after the hour to discuss why it's taking so darn long for the Federal Aviation Administration and the airlines to bring our traffic control system into the 21st century. We're also going to meet this hour a hiker who has outlined the perfect walk from Malibu, above Los Angeles, down south to Mexico. Now, don't worry, this is not a hardship walk. In fact, every day ends at an inn or a B&B where you can find a good meal, a good glass of wine, a good get a good night's sleep. Tom Courtney's book is titled Walkabout, Malibu to Mexico, Hiking Inn to Inn on the Southern California Coast. That sort of describes it, and frankly, that sounds delightful. Then you can take a tour of the world with 20 short stories on different places put together by uh, Clifford, Gar- Clifford Garstang. The book is titled Everywhere Stories. We'll learn more about it. And if you like chili, you're going to want to hear Jake Porterbin, who's an expert on chili tourism. Right, chili tourism. All over the country in the fall, there are chili cook-offs that apparently attract a lot of fans and travelers. Mr. Porterbin edits a website called GoCamping.com. He's going to tell us how to hit these chili hot spots, if you'll pardon the expression, uh, while maybe also staying in a camping park, an RV, to save money. That's toward the end of the hour. First, just a couple little news items we didn't have time for in the first hour. Um, Airbnb has what the company calls super hosts folks whose commitment to guests and to the quality and the quality of their listings is so high that they get a special badge on their listings at airbnb's site this of course, is the site where you can rent folks homes apartments, tree houses, lighthouses, whatever they got, and you can stay in them a night or two or longer uh, folks who remain super hosts for an entire year get a one hundred dollar travel coup- coupon from Airbnb and they're also invited to s- attend special Airbnb. Events Now, the company recently recognized 10 regions in America as hotbeds of superhosts, and there's some pretty darn nice places. Let me list them for you. Napa, Monterey, Santa Barbara, Seattle, Denver, Nashville, the mountains of North Carolina, the Oregon coast, and both Portland's, Maine and Oregon. Not bad. Hmm. And there's a new business jet in the making that promises to return us, or at least those who can afford the $100,000 jet, back to the age of supersonic travel. The Nevada-based aerospace firm called Arion has announced it's teaming up with Airbus to create a supersonic jet that will fly at 1,217 miles an hour. Now, your average commercial jet flies in the 530, 560 mile an hour range unless they get a good tail when they can hit 600. This is twice as fast. In fact, it's faster than the speed of sound. If it were at sea level, it would be a car going at 768 miles per hour. It's almost as fast as the Concorde. You may remember Concorde. Um, Now, let me tell you how fast this will get you someplace. You'll be able to go, or if your company happens to want to put you on the corporate jet, you'll be able to go from New York to London in three hours. Yep, three hours instead of seven. Anyway, nice to have supersonic travel back. Uh, The Ariane AS2, it's called, and they hope to begin testing it in 2019 and have it in service in 2020, if I remember correctly. Uh, No, 2021, excuse me. They're looking for certification by 2021. Uh, Jeff, do we have our friend... uh, No, Steve? We don't have Steve. Oh, we're going to talk about a travel... You know what I didn't have time for last hour is deals. And I want to tell you about some travel deals. Um, For example... You should know this. If you can afford a transatlantic business or first-class ticket on British Airways or American Airlines, Finnair, or Iberia, you can pile up uh, quite a few bonus frequent flyer miles through January 10th. Now, you've got to register for this offer. It covers flights between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico to and from Europe. Take one round trip and earn 10,000 extra miles. Two trips get you 40,000. Take three... This is all, of course, through January 10th, so you're going to have to travel pretty frantically. Get three, you get another 65,000 miles. So that's, what, 105, 115,000 bonus miles if you take three business or first-class trips on British, American, Finnair, or Iberia. Uh, British Airways awards you Avios points if you work that program rather than American miles. Americans also, <clears throat> excuse me, offering bonus miles on some flights between North America and Hong Kong and Shanghai. Even a discounted coach class ticket will get you in. <coughs> excuse me, I don't have a cough button here. Let me grab some water. I was going to say, even a discounted coach class ticket will get you an extra 5,000 miles. Now, just remember, you usually have to pre-register before you fly to collect these points or miles. Another way to garner more AA miles, say it a Radisson us twelve twice. Between now and December 15th, and you'll get 7,500 extra American Airlines miles. Again, you've got to pre-register, and you have to pre-register by August 15th, even though this offer is good through December 15th. On the Caribbean island of Anguilla, the Malihana has always been one of the most famous resorts there. It's been closed for renovation, but it opens November 1st in time for the high season, which begins in the Caribbean in mid-December. Anyway, the resort wants you back, or wants you to try it for the first time, so they'll give you a fifth night free. Now, I wish I could give you further details on how long this offer is good for, but the link uh, to this offer was down yesterday when I was compiling details. You might want to call the Mal- Malia- Malihana for details on how long this offer is valid. Malihana M A L L. I-O-U-HANA, H-A-N-A, Hana Enterprise Rent-A-Car has brought back its $10 a day weekend rental deal this week. You can pick up your car on Friday. you got to return it by Monday. $10 a day, not bad. Larger cars cost more, $15 to $20 a day, still a bargain. The promotion is going to run a long time, too, through May 20th. Now remember, many local enterprise offices are closed on Sunday and not open for long hours on Saturday. So if you really want to just rent the car for one day or two, check that out. Uh, this deal is not good, I'm presuming. It never has been before. I don't know why it would be this year at Enterprises Airport locations. 100,000 U.S. airway miles can get you an off-peak business class ticket to Europe or South America, but, of course, it takes a lot of flying to accumulate 100,000 miles. But until the end of this month, until the end of September of 2014, you can buy 100,000 U.S. airway miles for less than $1,900. $1,881 to be exact. Now, is this worth it? Well, it is if you like to fly business class and don't want to spend at least twice that much for a regular revenue ticket. So go to USAirways.com. They'll let you buy up to 100,000 miles. It'll cost you 1881 bucks. You can cash it in for a ticket worth twice that if you want to fly business class to Europe on U.S. Airways. If you're uh, over 45, you may remember Iceland Air as a discount carrier to Europe. It was the way I got to Europe in my college days because it was cheap. The airlines added a business class co- cabin, and if you're willing to make a stop in Reykjavik en route to mainland Europe, you can fly Iceland Air from the East Coast to lots of mainland Europe destinations for as low as twenty-two hundred dollars round trip. Now, fares are slightly higher from uh, Iceland Air's West Coast destinations. Portland starts up soon; they just run seasonal travel there in the winter. Uh, L.A. is one of their uh, gateway cities as well, but I want to warn you that we're not talking lie-flat business class seats here, lie-flat beds, uh, but the prices. Is- aren't wide-flat seat prices either. You get 40 inches of legroom and wider seats. All right, we're going to take a break here, come right back,
0: and we're going to talk a lot more travel on Rudy Max's. We're glad to have you here. Don't touch that dial. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages.
1: LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Max's world audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection, by calling 800 877 Three one three six eight hundred eight seven seven three one three six eight hundred eight seven seven thirty one thirty six.
4: TrueCar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, TrueCar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at truecar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your true car savings certificate and take it to the true car certified dealer for a better, hassle free car buying experience. Remember, every day, true car users receive negotiation free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit truecar.com today. That's truecar.com.
0: telephone number to call the program is 800 387 8025. That's 1 800 387 8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's
3: 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz, who remind you that everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding, instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. And with the Orbitz Rewards Program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You can earn free hotels faster. When you re- earn rewards instantly by booking flights, hotels, and vacation packages at orbits.com. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbits mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. So join Orbits Rewards today at Orbitz.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. I like that phrase. That's Orbitz.com slash rewards or look at RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. That's the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. So I don't know what's going on with the... Uh, with our air traffic control system, it seems like I've been waiting 20 or 30 years for that thing to get upgraded from radar to satellites. Andy Pastor is a, a senior special reporter at the Wall Street Journal, and this week he had a, a story in the Wall Street Journal along with Susan Carey. The headline is "Report false Rollout of Air Traffic Control Upgrade: A Core Technology at Center of Modernization Is Cited for High Costs." The bulk of this, the, the 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 hook for the story. Was it a uh, study by the uh, Inspector General of the FAA, excuse me, the Transportation Department, about to be released, an audit of how we're doing in upgrading our air traffic control system? And I'll let Andy tell us uh, exactly what uh, is in that, that report. It's not all great, is it, Andy?
6: Oh, good to be with you. It's the latest example of the problems the FAA is having rolling out its new technology. This is a dance between the airlines and the passengers and the FAA. It's been going on, as you said, almost for two decades, not quite, but in some version for a very long time. And this report essentially says that the one of the core technologies uh, that they're going to use to make the, the system more efficient, to allow planes to fly more direct routes, fly closer together, essentially it's had tremendous problems because the controllers can't use the technology. They've installed these radio towers around the country, but on the controller's screens, they can't use uh, the technology in many cases and we will have to install more radio towers instead, uh, to replace radars to make the system really uh, to plug some gaps. And I think the most telling point is that the Inspector General determined that the cost so far, which you're, we're talking about... Uh, Bill- uh, billions of dollars uh, yeah. uh down down the road certainly if you look at the uh, total system it costs 40 billion but if this technology billions of dollars the costs don't justify um the benefits that uh that that are passengers and uh, airlines are deriving from it
3: well, Andy, I thought, and maybe I'm oversimplifying the, the technology here, but I thought we were, we were getting rid of some of the grand, ground tower stuff, and we are just going to satellite communication so that planes could fly closer together fly, uh, and, and, and be safer in the sky, although uh, we, we should point out that it's been a very safe several years for flying in America, so nobody should panic. But I thought it was going to be a satellite system.
6: Eventually it is, but as with many big programs and projects, it's it's pretty complicated. So the first step is to replace uh, or at least supplement the radars that we now currently use with uh, these radio towers. The acronym is ADSB, but that's not important. The important thing is that there are hundreds of towers around the country that that are working. And the idea is that these provide more precise, more accurate locations for aircraft. The signals come back faster than they do with radar. And then the next step, you're is to put satellites up and to supplement these ground stations with satellite signals, and so you'll have a seamless system where pilots eventually will be able to figure out where planes around them are and avoid them. But this is, uh, you know, a 20-year program, and unfortunately, the report makes clear that the initial steps, which are not the most complicated steps, really haven't gone as well as people had hoped. And this was supposed to be the centerpiece, the one thing that worked fantastically well and was done on time and on budget. The company that put these towers in is saying that they have done what they said they would do, but there's another phase, and they need to put in more towers, and that may be true, but the, the... impression that the report leaves is that there's serious problems with uh, I mean, this phase.
3: I mean, I, I guess having been a Washington Post reporter for over a decade, you know, in Washington for 35 years, that I shouldn't be shocked, but how can, how can anyone install all these towers and, and not have them be able to communicate with the people who need to use these towers, which is to say air controllers well, that- with screens in front of them?
6: Right. Well, that's exactly the point, and, and that's what the airlines have been saying for many years. The, the, the issue here is, can the FAA deliver on the promises that it makes in time and sort of on budget? And the airlines have been voting, you know, with their feet, if you will, or with their pocketbooks, with their checkbooks. They've been saying, we're not going to equip aircraft until we are sure that the government is going to do what it says it will do. And so this is a standoff, and this report comes at a time when the FAA is called a uh, call to action. It's making a big public push to get airlines to equip, and the airlines are pushing back and saying, look, we're not going to spend billions of dollars unless we are really sure that what you say you will do, when you say you will do it, is going to happen. And this has been the standoff for many years, Rudy, and it doesn't look like there's a good solution for it. And unfortunately, it's the passengers who end up suffering, of course, because the delays in the system are likely to get worse. The safety is phenomenal. But but the efficiency is not so great.
3: I'm talking with Andy Pastor, who's a special reporter with uh, uh, a special investigative reporter with the Wall Street Journal. He had a piece in um, uh, this week's Wall Street Journal on the continuing progress or lack of progress in the air traffic control upgrade going on in America. That's been going. On. How long has this been? I mean, it seems to me it's like been 20 years, Andy.
6: Well, all, I mean, at some point, yes. I mean, it depends on how you define it and what the,
3: yeah, what the projects guess.
6: are called. But, but, yes, certainly it's been a very long time. It's now called Next Gen. It may have been called something before. <laughs> uh, and it has many different parts, and it's complicated to put them all together. And, and so, of course, the system has to continue working while you're upgrading it. So it's not simple, but, but I think that uh, there's, there's lots of skepticism in the industry about how quickly and how well this will be done.
3: Let's talk, uh, l- let's be very specific about what the goal here is. The goal is to allow planes to be, to fly closer together more, and, and be just as safe as they are today, to allow safer. the, uh,
6: even safer, safer is, the, is actually the goal, and to, could, to um, be able to save fuel by having continuous descents to airports, so instead of these step down approaches where you go to a certain altitude, then you descend, then you stay level at a certain altitude, descend again, it's going to be one continuous descent, uh, essentially with the engines on idle, which would save a lot of fuel. And it's also uh, the ability to um, time precisely, much more precisely than now, arrivals of aircraft at airports so you can increase capacity at uh, airports, because that's where really much of the the capacity constraints
3: are. So everybody wins. The airlines save money, maybe we get cheaper tickets, less fuel is used, less carbon footprint, blah, 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 blah more safe. Now in April, according to your story, the FAA said it had uh, completed its ground radio towers, but now they've identified some coverage gaps. They see they need 200 more stations for $258 million. Again, forgive me for being from Washington, but 258000000 million doesn't sound like a lot of money.
6: Well, uh, it's all relative. <laughs> in, yeah. in the federal budget, it's not a lot of money, but it's another example where uh, someone didn't think far enough ahead, I would say, and, and realize that there would be some gaps with these uh, towers. To give uh, the FAA some credit, this program of radio towers has actually rolled out better than almost any other FAA program. They did put them up, the contractor did put them up, pretty much in the time that they said they would, and it didn't cost more than they said the contractor. Said it would, but the problem is, once again, that they're up now. They're working, but the benefits are very limited, and controllers are, will take some time for them to be able to use them and then to derive the benefits. And it's not clear how this will fit in exactly into the much bigger, um, much bigger system. And the backdrop here is that Australia, Europe, and other regions of the world are actually moving out smartly. There's, yeah. They're moving out much faster than we are uh, in, in in this area, and that's a big problem.
3: Yeah, and we only have a minute left. But in the, the the other component of this is the airlines, as you mentioned up front in this conversation, and their trade group is suggesting it's going to cost at least five billion dollars uh, to equip airlines. Are any of the airlines equipped at all now to read the uh, to, to interface with this?
6: Very, very few. there are a few uh, carriers. I would say two or three percent is the number we were getting the planes that have them, and there are also some um, demonstrations and projects uh, that the FAA sponsored. But the airlines have basically held back and, and they 're very skeptical and they 're very careful about spending money, as you know, and so they 're not willing to make the commitment and This is the standoff where we 've been at. If you look back at a report that was done three years ago. Uh, it was exactly the same situation, and so we don't seem to be making a lot of progress. The All FAA right. is trying to shake things up by making a big public push, saying we've done our part; you do your part to the airlines. We'll see how that works out. That happens at the end of uh, next uh, month.
3: Andy okay. Pastor is a senior special reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Uh, Janet will put a link to uh, Andy and Susan's story uh, on our Facebook fan page, Rudy maxa uh, Travel Travel and Leisure, I think it is Travel slash Leisure. Thanks so much for stopping by, Andy. Always nice to talk to you.
6: Nice to talk to you, John.
3: Well, we always learn something when we talk to Andy. And uh, nice to have him in the house again. Stick around. We'll be right back. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, uh, with an author who can tell you how to have a nice, leisurely walk down the Southern California
0: coast. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
3: Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at rudymaxa.com.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back 33 minutes after the hour. This portion
3: of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by LifeLock Ultimate Plus, reminding you that identify the- excuse me, identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Every day it seems there's a new breach uh, somewhere We heard news this week about Home Depot, the Target was compromised, UPS stores, AT&T, healthcare.gov, and more. Forbes magazine just reported that 20% of all Americans have been affected by identity theft. It's a big number, 20%. And that number continues to grow. But you don't need to be a victim. You can protect yourself and those you love with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft program available, helping to safeguard your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, debit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home. For immediate protection from LifeLock Ultimate Plus, here's the number to call, 800-877-3136. Check it out, 800-877-3136. That's 800-877-3136. Well, you want to take a nice walk? Is there anywhere place prettier than the southern coast of California? I don't know. I mean, I like the Oregon coast and the Washington coast, but, you know, the mild weather in southern California. Tom Courtney is a hiker, and he's an author, and he's written a book to help us do it in a very, uh, Easy classic style. Classy style I should say. His book is called Walk About Malibu to Mexico. In other words a walk from Malibu, which is just north of Los Angeles, down to the uh, I guess the Mexican border. The subtitle is Hiking In to In on the Southern California Coast. Tom, welcome to the show. I presume this is a trip you've hiked a lot.
7: Yeah. Yes. Good morning, and, Rudy. Good yeah. Morning. Yeah, it's a it's a. well it's a, it's a route that uh, we explored over a couple of years. Uh, and it's 200 miles, hiking from north of L.A. all the way to the border. Uh, so
3: how long does has, that take you with a leisure, for a leisurely hike, Tom, 200 miles, <laughs> if you're stopping at B&Bs <laughs> and Inns along the way? Are we talking a week here? Or?
7: Oh, no. And I'm not suggesting that anyone would want to hike straight through. The book is divided into seven chapters and seven different hikes, so ah. three- to five-day hikes. Uh, you can take a two you know a weekend vacation and just take a stroll along the uh, along the coast stopping at seaside villages and charming inns along the way
3: that's true i don't know why i was thinking you had to do the whole thing i guess because of the title of the book but uh, you're right you do break it down into 3 and 5 day hikes or even a weekend that's a great way to do it now you so you really have plotted it out step by step so that i as a walker as a hiker can actually wind up in the evening in a place where I can be comfortable and, as you say, have a good meal and a glass of wine.
7: Yeah, well, let me tell you what the book includes. You know, uh, I've written it to provide the hiker with everything you would need to do a self-guided hike from end to end. So there's transportation information. How do you get to the trailhead by car or by public transportation? And once you've finished the hike, how do you get back? There's a a general kind of description of the trail and maybe some stories about people who have lived there, a bit of history, maybe some geological history, but then a very detailed route. So, you know, there are sections along the hike where uh, we're, we're trying to stick right along the coast, but there are sections where uh, you maybe stop. So uh, the route will tell you, you know, how to how to ascend up to the bluffs and maybe hike through the neighborhoods and then come back down. Uh it gives you information about uh, tide table so that you can time your hike to hit those more difficult spots uh, at low tide. And then information about the inn, their location, uh, contact information, pricing, and reviews of, of inns and restaurants along the route.
3: Now, I'm guessing that you would, particularly on weekends, you would want to make reservations at those inns as opposed to just hiking up and saying you got a room, right?
7: That's right. And really... You know, during the more popular months, I mean spring, summer, fall. I think you're going to want to make reservations uh, with your hiking, hike, hiking on the weekend or during the week.
3: Well, I now how how long have you been hiking this route? How many years?
7: We started hiking this route in about 2010.
3: And who's we? When um, you say we?
7: Well, uh, I've hiked this mostly with my wife, Heidi, but also uh, with friends along the way. This actually started back in 2006 when I did my first hike from end-to-end in the U.S. in Northern California. And in 2011, my first book, Walk About Northern California Hiking End-to-End, was published. Uh, And before that book came out, I was already starting to explore Southern California, so and it's, did, did these
3: guides, out. Tom, did these guides start for, like, friends who wanted to know how you hike, so you'd just type it up and give it to them? Uh,
7: you know, it started, um, yeah, you know, I'd done one hike from end to end in the Cotswolds in England, and thought, gosh, is this possible in the United States? Yeah. Uh, it has, it's it virtually, uh, was virtually unknown before that first book came out, now Thousands of people have caught the Northern California book. Thousands of people have taken the trails in Northern California to hike from Indiana.
3: All right. The book is called Walk About California. You can go to the website, walkaboutcalifornia.com, and find out more information on Tom Courtney's book. Can you buy a book on that website as well, Tom?
7: Yeah, you can buy the book Perfect. there or Amazon. Perfect. bookstores, too.
3: Well, what a, great, what a great way to spend a couple of days walking the coast of Southern California. walk about Malibu to Mexico, hiking in-to-in in on the Southern California coast. The author is Tom Courtney. Tom, thank you very much. Thank you, Rudy. And good luck with the book. I like that. Hey, by the way, if you're a member of AARP, remember to claim your discount on British Airway flights through March 31st. But you got a book by October 14th. I'll tell you more about that when we come back.
0: Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at
1: RudyMaxa.com. LifeLock Ultimate Plus wants to help protect every member of the Rudy Max's World audience. Identity theft is now such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. The most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800 877 3136. 800 877 3136. 800 877 3136.
5: What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding unlimited talk and text, and now we've doubled the data starting at only $35 a month. That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. Visit boostmobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 11/314. Boost has no annual contract. Double the data from Boost previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit boostmobile.com for details.
4: Truecar.com is changing car buying forever. Yes, every day, Truecar users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Some features not available in all states. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the Truecar Certified Dealer Network. Truecar users save an average of $3,078 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to Truecar.com and find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Looking for. Then register at truecar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third, simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle free car buying experience. Remember, every day, True Car users receive negotiation free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.
2: You know what ruins a family camping trip? (coughs) Staying zipped in the tent because of ragweed pollen, the number one cause of fall allergies. Allegra gets you back in the fun by relieving your worst indoor and outdoor symptoms, even at eight times high pollen levels. Allegra's non-drowsy relief starts in one hour and stays strong for 24. Camping is for bonding, not sneezing. So get Allegra, stop suffering, and stay.
0: Start living. Use only as directed in controlled environment studies using pollen deemed high by the National Allergy Bureau. Visit
1: Allegra.com. Get out the map, get out
7: the map, lay your finger anywhere down.
0: To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxit.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
3: 43 after they are. I mentioned just before the break that if you're a member of AARP, you can claim a discount on a British, on any British Airways flights through March 31st. It's a pretty long window. But you have to book by October 14th. British Airways will give you $65 off a round-trip coach seat, $130 off a premium economy seat, and $400 off a business or first-class uh, ticket. Now, you got to book your flight through a link on AARP's website. Don't call British Airways. Go to AARP's website. Speaking of traveling internationally, my next guest has done a lot of that. His name is Clifford Garstang. He's a former international lawyer. He's also a writer, and he's compiled a book about stories, uh, fiction stories from all over the world. It might give you a sense of place if you're going there. Uh, Clifford Garstang was a Peace Corps volunteer in South Korea. He worked uh, practicing international law in Chicago, L.A., and Singapore. And uh, probably the most interesting job that I see on his bio is he worked as a legal reform consultant in Kazakhstan. Clifford, welcome to the show. How were things in Kazakhstan when it came to legal reforms?
2: Thank you very much. It was uh, that was a difficult job, actually. I'm not sure they wanted to talk to me at all about legal reform.
3: I had a feeling everything's going fine there. One guy's running the place, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. What's the problem? Who needs legal reforms? Okay. The book is called, the book is called Everywhere Stories: Short Fiction from a Small Planet. Uh, how did this uh, How did this idea come to do this? Uh, come to you to do this book, Clifford?
2: Well, I've been interested in stories by Americans set overseas for a long time. That's the kind of thing that I like to read, and I also like to write it. And um, I've published a couple of books with this small press, Press 53, and I proposed um, this anthology to the, the publisher, and he thought it was a, a terrific idea.
3: And how did you find these short stories?
2: I actually put out a public call for submissions. We put it in magazines and online and Facebook and and various places, and I had 650 submissions that I then had to sift through to find the 20 that I really wanted for this book.
3: Now, some of them were published elsewhere, correct? That's right. Uh, Right. About half of them. About half of them. All right. And uh, do you have a couple favorites? Tease us a little with what what kind of stories we might read uh, with what destinations.
2: Well, um, I have stories from every continent, which is pretty exciting, including one set in Antarctica about a couple of researchers who are uh, trying to protect the penguins from tourists who are increasingly going there. Um, another story that uh, I found really moving was it's set in pre-revolutionary Iran uh, about a young woman who is visiting her parents who are expats there. Um, another one that uh, really appealed to me is is kind of a Borgesian argentina story where a young man disappears, and it 's not really clear how or why and it 's very mysterious so those are those are some of my favorites
3: and did you get to know any of these authors personally?
2: I did uh, a couple of them I had met before. Um, I did a workshop a writing workshop in Mexico years ago, studying with Russell banks and two of uh, my workshop mates submitted stories for the anthology and I, and I took those. So one is by Tim Weed and that one's set in Cuba and the other one is Alden Jones uh set in uh Costa Rica. And then I recently met one of the other contributors, Joe Cavano, whose story is set in in Italy. And I've met a few of the others as well.
3: And I presume you you hope this book will, I mean, besides being good reading uh and taking people into other countries, that if I was going to visit, for example, Cuba. Uh, I might want to read The Money Pill by Tim Weed, and it might sort of give me a a sense of place. I think
2: that's right. And not only just a sense of place, but looking really deeply below the surface of of these places. It's not like these stories are about tourists or by
3: tourists.
2: They're by people who know the countries very well. And so you're getting a very, uh, very close look at the place.
3: Yeah, in fact, that's right. This is not a travel book. This is not describing what you should do in Cuba or Antarctica, but it does give you a sense of the fabric of the place and an insight into the people and the mores. I mean, a couple of. I mean, the stories actually take you into this place, not in a touristic way, but as the locals will see it, and that's all good, I'd say. Exactly. All right. Well, geez, Clifford, I. I just sold the book for you. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> Clifford Garstang is uh, the author of this book. It is called Everywhere Stories, short fiction from a small planet. It's, what is it 20 stories, Clifford? 20, yes. T- 20, 20 authors, 20 different authors writing, setting short stories in different places around the world. So uh, uh, you can sort of travel in your mind just by reading this. Clifford, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. Very nice. Very nice collection. Uh, we'll be right back in just a moment. I'll let me just tell you... Um, uh, one uh, one thing I didn't have time for during deals. If you want to receive free Wi-Fi breakfast and a possible upgrade at Hilton hotels, you got to be a Hilton Honors Gold member. It requires you to stay at Hilton twenty times a rack up forty nights of stays. Here's an alternative: spend ninety-five bucks, get Hilton's Visa card, and voila, you're a Gold
0: member. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Don't go away. Join Rudy Maxa. Call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com.
3: Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 52 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk all travel all the time. Well, I don't know. Maybe you've heard of this, but I'd never heard of chili tourism, but why not? I'm sure there are aficionados of chili who do travel all around the country measuring chili. They certainly do it for uh, barbecue and uh certainly do it for wine. Jake Potterbin is the managing editor of GoCampingAmerica.com. He's also an expert from representing the Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds. Um, but he says it's a great time, the fall is a great time to travel around the country, uh, going to chili cook-offs and uh, perhaps staying uh, in, in a campground or using an RV is a different way to go. Uh, Jake, let's start with the chili factor. How did this come across your radar screen? Are you a chili aficionado?
8: Uh yeah, I you know I have my own uh, fair share of chili dishes but um the reason why we we chose chili um to focus on was because it can be found around the US. It's not a particular to uh any region and the flavors and ingredients of chili uh, vary so greatly. So there's there's no one way to make make it. There's no wrong way to make a bowl of chili and uh and because of that chili is such a great tangible way um to experience a certain region. That's true for um, the campgrounds that we also have on our on our website, um, each one offers you know those different activities and events um, and amenities that that cater to um, uh, people in the in the region in the region, so they can really learn a lot about the region through the chili or or going camping.
3: And you offer at uh, Go Camping America dot com. You actually a- offer a camper's guide to the top chili cookoffs from coast to coast. So it's not. I was going to ask you how do you find these things, but here they are. You've got them listed from, uh, let's, where is, uh, I don't know where, uh, Shadyville, Victoraville, Shadyville, Arways, where is that? Where's Victorville Shady Oasis RV Park?
8: Um, have, so Shady, I, I'm not, um, sure about that one. Uh, let me look at the article. Um, well, I'm, but, oh, I, mean, I,
3: I guess you just, the, I, I guess I just, I see, I just click on it and it'll tell me where it is. Okay. It's in California. It's in California. Yeah, Victor, yeah, exactly. So California. I think for
8: that one, um, Basically, we did a lot of research, and we found a lot of the chili cook-offs um, through the International Chili Society, um, which is the kind of International
3: a, Chili Society.
8: Yeah, exactly. who knew? It's, it's it's kind of a governing body of of the Chili Fest, and uh, it, it is uh, it, it's for these national competitions. So, for instance, the one in California that you're talking about, um, it, it was the Happy Trails Regional Chili Cook-off um, that's happening in mid-October in Apple Valley, California. So. Um, and this one's pretty great. It's not, not only does it have a chili cook-off, but it also has other things going on, like food, food vendors, a beer garden, live music, a car show, horseshoe tournament, um, and it also has a pickup truck for kids to paint to make it their own art project. So um, <laughs> so these Chili Fests are just great family-friendly community um, events, and, and uh, it really ties into the campgrounds that we have on our website, too.
3: Okay, and uh, so you don't have to have an RV to, to take advantage of this, or you, or, or I, I will say you could also probably stay in a local hotel if you want to do it. But uh, you're suggesting they are near campgrounds. You provide the campgrounds that are near all these chili cook-offs. As uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure Janet will put a link on our Facebook fan page, Rudy Max at Travel Leisure, to this. But uh, yeah, that, but but that's great. And and uh, I, I suppose a lot of ch- where do you
8: live? Well, we're uh, based in Denver, Colorado.
3: Okay, and you said you have your own chili recipes, uh, so you, you, you that that you do yourself?
8: Uh, no, we. I think we have found uh, a few chili recipes from campground owners. Um, oh, so I you see. Can okay. find those on our websites, but uh, so there's not a Jake what...
3: Potter bin chili that that we need <laughs> to know about.
8: No, not exactly. Not not for uh, our website, at least.
3: I see. I see. Okay. Well, this this is great. How you know f- fall would be a prime time for traveling. I mean, the leaves are are, are great. Uh, yeah, true. Kids are in school, so might not be so many kids traveling. But how far ahead for campgrounds does one need to book?
8: Well, or is it, it really very wide? varies. Lively? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, you know, obviously, in the May august time frame that's going to be a a busy season for campgrounds but as we turn into autumn and winter um we also have a lot of campgrounds in southern states um uh for RVers and also for campers you know if you want to stay at a campground near a beach or or more of a mild climate you can do that Um, but there's also a lot of campgrounds open around the u.s um in, in michigan you know they're they're open year round so um typically around this time if you want to go to the southern states you, you'll want to make your um, you know you, you'll want to book a site kind of far in advance maybe a few weeks or, or a month um, but maybe some of the ones up north you could find one on the weekend
3: all right Jake Potterbun is uh, Potterbin is the managing editor of gocampingamerica.com there you can find a link of uh, link to chili cook-offs around the country and camps nearby. Jake, thanks for stopping by
8: all right, thank you Rudy.
3: Thank you. Coming at the end of the hour, listen, I want to remind you to uh, uh, join me in the newsletter. I, I think you'll, you know, just try it. If you don't like the newsletter, you can hit unsubscribe, but I think you'll like it. It's every week, only once a week, I should say. So you're not going to get besieged in your email. I know you get lots of email. Um, but as I say, it's, it's, it's written from the heart. It's a personal email. I talk about my travels. I have some observations that... Uh sometimes amusing, sometimes interesting, sometimes informative. Uh I'll usually give you some hints about how to save some money or deals, tell you a little about what's coming up the next radio show, but this is not an overly promotional newsletter, if you know what I mean. It's an editorial product. All you gotta do is send an email to Rudy at RudyMaxa dot com and write subscribe in the subject line and we'll put you on the list. Meanwhile, I want to thank my engineer Jeff Ryder, who causes my words to fly through the air and into your ears. My executive producer is Janet de mcdonald You can hear podcasts of our past shows or this show beginning about Sunday night at rudymaxa.com, and you can listen 24-7 on TuneIn. Have a lovely
0: weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.